0: Inshallah in today's talk uh, we'll talk about a few of the ayat from different parts of the Quran but the same concept because uh, instead of just going and talking about few ayat one or two ayat from one part of the Quran today I'd rather talk about a concept which is very important for us to understand. And it's, a, it's an important thing for us whenever we, uh, when we read the Quran or the Sunnah of Muhammad وسلم, We should always think of it, what is relevant for our lives today. Because sometimes we can talk about issues which are part of Islam. Nobody says they are not part of Islam. But that's not what something is needed for, the, for, for us as individuals. Or as for us uh, as, as an umma as well, so otherwise, we can continue to talk about many many things forever until the end of the, uh, the uh, end of the day or the day of judgment. But if they are not relevant, uh, that's not of much use. Hence, the subject I want to talk about is this: uh, something about which is very we are familiar with, and we always we are aware of it that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in many ayat about the subject of not everybody is equal. Now, that sounds very strange for many people when the moment I have said that not everybody is equal because Allah Azzawajal is talking about, yes, Allah has created all of us from Adam and Hawa. But afterwards, now our capabilities and what we are doing in our lives that can make us not equal in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah wa says, wa ta'ala says, is one who is obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who's doing the sajda, uh, persuading himself, or standing in salah during the hours of night, feeling the hereafter, and hoping for the mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are those two equal? The one, Allah subhanahu wa Ta-A'la, are those who know equal to those who don't know? Of course they're not. It, is not. it is only men of understanding who will remember. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us, look, yes, Allah has created us from Adam and Hawa. But the, our, our actions, the way we behave, what we are doing whether we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if we don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who is a shakir, the one who is a kafir, we cannot say they're both same. They are different. And hence, this idea of equality, I talked about previously about from the perspective of men and women equality, but we're talking about now as human beings, within the human beings. Yes, Allah created us from, uh, from Adam and hawa but we can be, there are things that can make us different. Allah wa ta'ala says at another place in uh, Allah says, but Allah puts forth a similitude of a slave man who belongs to many parts. Meaning he has owned by many, uh, 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 many owners, like those who worship others uh, along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Disputing with one another, and a slave, a man, belonging entirely to one master. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, Are these two people, the two two men equal? Well, Alhamdulillah, but majority of the people do not know. Similarly, Allah Subh'ala says, تتذكرون, And not equal are the blind and those who see, nor are equal those who believe in Allah Subh'ala, and do righteous deeds, good deeds, and those who do evil. Little do you remember. See, this theme, and I can go on and on This theme we will find in many places in the Quran That Allah Azza wa Jalla is reminding us That not the, the people who know and the people who do not know They are not equal The people who can see and the people who cannot see This is an example of Allah trying to show The people who have knowledge And the people who do not have knowledge They cannot be considered as same. Similarly, the people who believe and the people who do not believe, we cannot say they're all equal. Now, why am I talking about this subject? This is important to know, because again, as I mentioned in the beginning of the talk, idea is not just to talk about some ayat, and read the translation, and go home, and we have no clue how to apply it in our lives. The idea is, look, what we are living in today in the society, whether living in the West, or whether living in the the East, or so ever in the world, today, there is a way of life that has been imposed on all of us, which is based on man-made laws. And those man-made laws make you think all the humans, everybody is equal in deciding what is right and what is wrong. And while, while they're doing this, man is deciding right and wrong and giving all of them equal, whether a person is, is, uh, 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 is blind, a person who can see, or a person who is intellectually uh, he does not have an, have an aptitude to do proper things in the, from the Islamic perspective the people who come under the category of Sufaha are the people who, to whom Islamically we don't even give them the, they have to have a guardian over them they cannot even take care of their own wealth by themselves so you cannot say all of them are equal so, but in this way of life which is out there imposed on us that makes them all equal actually they make you feel they're all equal But at the end, they are not. Even they understand they are not. And the one who really have the power, the one 1% or whatever the percent is called, which is less than 1%, they are the one who decides how you will be living, how you will not believe, what is right and what is wrong for us. Yeah, that's the reality. But as a Muslim, we cannot just say, I have nothing to do with, with all these things, while all these things are imposed on us. Look, we are supposed to be the one who should be leading the world. Muslims are supposed to, because we have the haqq, or we have the truth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is our, uh, this is our, on our shoulders, that we should be carrying this, the message of haqq, and guiding the people. Look, the person who guides is the one who leads. You cannot be the one who do not know, and then you start guiding people. Many a time, by the way, we find these things in our masajid even. And I'm bringing this issue of masajid because we see this a lot. Alhamdulillah, it's not as much in this masjid. I don't want to make an issue of this masjid or the masajid, But it's a point I want to make so the brothers who are here, they should think about it. So we should not see this kind of sickness in other places. And if we see if we, have, if we have some authority, let's fix it. Look, we will have a scholar in the masajid who will learn all his life about Islam. He understands what is right and what is wrong. He learns the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has the knowledge from, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he has spent time and then we will have Ashura, who may not know, and they will tell him what to do, what not to do. That's the reality we are in. Think about it. Isn't that what happens? Isn't that what happens? Many a times, we tell them what to do, what not to do, while they should be the one who should be guiding us. I am not saying I, I am a big scholar or anything, but we should be the ones the, the, the one who have the knowledge. They should be the one who guide the people who do not have knowledge. That's a a very important rule to understand. And I know this can backfire for many people when they talk about these issues. But it is an important thing to understand. That's what Allah Azza is talking about. The people who know and the people who do not know, they're not equal. The people who can see and the people who cannot see, they're not equal. The people who are believers and the people who are disbelievers, they're not equal. And we know that in our life affairs, when it comes to we hire somebody and we know the one who is more knowledgeable is the one you will pay him more compared to the one who is less knowledgeable. Or the one who can produce more for you, you give him more compared to the one who cannot produce more for you. But when it comes to the deen of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, suddenly we think that everybody has a say now. Yes, everybody has a say if you, if you can bring the proofs from the Quran and Sunnah, if you have the knowledge from the subject. The reason, and there's a reason behind this, why we act like that when it comes to Islam. It is because of the secular mentality that we are living in. We have, been, we have been trained with this mentality, knowingly or unknowingly. If you go back to the roots of this secularism, what we see is this. Secularism came into existence when there was a struggle going on between the church and the thinkers and the scientists. And they were going against... This has nothing to do with Islam, by the way. But it started off like that. And the thinkers and the scientists, they were going against them, they were coming up with things, and the church was opposing them. And at the end, they made a compromise. It's called halul wasp, a middle solution they came up with. What was the halul wasp? The middle solution was that, okay, keep the religion to your churches, synagogues, or temples, or massages, whatever you want to call it. At that time, we were talking about church, of course. And when it comes to the life affairs, these thinkers and scientists, they are the ones who will run the life affairs, meaning... What they're trying to tell the people, thinking and using the mind is the job of the people who are scientists and thinkers. The people who are religious people, they don't know how to use their minds. Put them in the corner. They don't use their minds. And now, unfortunately, this same sickness have got into the minds of the Muslims as well today because we lost our, our Islamic state that was imposed, implementing the Deen of Allah, that was showing us that there is no separation of church and religion state. So that was gone, and hence Muslims started applying these rules on ourselves. And now we see ourselves in the same mess. Hence, we find the Shura things, because whenever there's something to do, we are the thinkers, we should tell the non-thinkers what to do, what not to do. The very same sickness we are applying in our masajid today. We have to get out of that. And only way that we can get out of that is when we start taking Islam seriously. Islam seriously meaning Islam is a way of life. It gives us a solution for all affairs. In Pakistan, and I'll start with this example, yesterday they are celebrating that after the 30 years of struggle, they came to the conclusion, riba is haram. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. Do we need the Senate or the, uh, the uh, what is it called, FSC, FCS? No, no, no. So anyways, the, 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 uh, the, there's a law they passed that yes, the riba is haram from there on. And this thing is so ridiculous, it's not the first time it's happened. It's probably the third, fourth, or fifth time that they have passed this law, riba is haram. No, the, it's, a, it's a revelation happened. Riba has become haram, subhanAllah. We did not know that. We need approval of the people to say riba is haram to us now. Allah Azza wa Jalla has declared war against the people who are involved in that. And the lowest level of people who are involved in the riba are as if they are committing zina with their mother. That's what the riba is about. And we need 30 years to come to this conclusion. And what last three, four times happened? They passed this and never implemented it. And one time they say, it will take five years to implement this. As if we need to, we can continue to be committing all this haram until, this, until that time. That's because we concluded that man is going to decide what is halal and haram. Even when it comes to Islam, we'll take the part of Islam as a man agrees with it. While in Islam, when we talk about the shura part a couple of days ago here, we saw the example. There were times that only one person came to Rasulullah and he asked if it was from vahiy or not, if it's not. That Rasulullah took his suggestion when it comes to Shura, which is halal. And in the other case of the Hudaybiyah, what we see is many Sahaba were disagreeing with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but he did not accept them because it was disobedience to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala. So my brothers and sisters, whoever is listening, we really have to understand these points about when we say Allah is the only one to whom we bow down to, what means by that is we only take ahkam from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All, all our life affairs have to be according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, says, Is this the judgment of jahiliyyah that you seek? Who could be a better judge than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for people of sure faith, the people who are the Thank you for listening to this podcast.